Welcome to the Winding Road Home, now available on demand on virtually all major podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, just to name a few. This is Episode 8. I'm Russ Salerno, your show host, and alongside with is my lovely wife, Yvette. Hello. How are you doing? Great. How are you? Uh, awesome. We always <laughs> ask each other, but we, just, we know. We know why. I know how she's doing. We just got back from church. We're doing great. Are you kidding me? Great message today. Um, we would love it uh, if you would subscribe to the podcast. We have gotten, we've received several podcast uh, ratings now. We're like we're over ten, and they're all five stars. So you guys are listening to us. If you, if you want to give us a five star review, go ahead and do that. If you don't want to give us a five star review, don't do it, and we'll keep our average of five. How about that? It just don't review us unless it's a five. Yeah. So um, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. Contact the show via uh, email um, at thewindingroadhome at gmail.com. Soon to be something at windingroadhome at thewindingroadhome.com because we're going to have a website launch here soon. But for now, thewindingroadhome at gmail.com. <clears throat> uh, we did receive some of our first email regarding the good, bad, and crazy segment, which is kind of the intro thing. And I asked in the last show, uh, you know, did you like my intro? Do you like Yvette's intro? Yvette got a hundred percent of the votes. So today, you were Yvette, really hoping it would be you. You're going to do the uh, <laughs> the intro. I won. Oh, you think you're funny? <laughs> don't you? Well, that's fine. All right, you are funny. Um, looking, just playing. All right, so uh, this podcast, folks, is simply a response to God's tugging on our hearts to do something bigger than we are, something we are unfamiliar with, getting more familiar but still unfamiliar with, and we will. And we believe that. There's more that God's going to do here. So we're grateful that you take a moment out of our way to, out of your way to uh, listen to the show. And it means a great deal to us. And we love you guys. So uh, I, w- I want to applaud you guys for that. And we really do sincerely appreciate it because I know there's, there's a, only 24 hours in a day. And for you to take 30 minutes out of your day for us is, is awesome. We also want to thank our service men and women for what they do to protect our freedoms. They also um, deserve a, a, a round of round of applause as well. I'm hitting that button a lot. That thing's yeah. getting worn out. I think another but thing. But they deserve wanna, it. But you know, I think another thing we need to do is also ask people if they want want to respond and send us emails and give us feedback, good, bad, indifferent. Oh yeah. Uh, if there's if you have suggestions, things you want to hear, things that you'd like us not to do, or or suggestions that you have to do things differently, or yeah. or topics. Right. Uh, we're open to anything like that, and we love construct constructive feedback. It's yeah, like, like when everyone gets a vote for you for the good, bad, and the crazy, and I get none. I got a goose yeah, egg. That's, I've never been shut out like that in my life. That is fabulous. I mean, if, I, if I'm playing you in checkers, I want every checker piece. Okay? You're so competitive. I am competitive. But I won. That's okay. all good. Hey, Operation Just One is on March the 16th. That's this Saturday. It's an annual event. It's a grassroots, grassroots effort. And um, guys, just go out and share the gospel with just one person. March the 16th. It's this Saturday. Be praying about it. You don't have to tell anybody you're doing it. Just go grab that friend and go share the gospel with them. All right. And if so, you're afraid to do it, like we all, like we even said in church, grab a Bible track, hand it to them, stick and, it in their pocket, put it, put it in your, uh, your bill when you you buy lunch and take off. Yeah, yeah. Give them a gospel track and turn around and run as fast as you can. 
hoping that they are not as fast as you are. Because if they are and they catch you, you're in trouble. They might beat you upside the head with that thing. Um, hey, you know what I learned the other day? Um, somebody told me that, uh, actually, my, my cousin gave me a little snippet. And he said, did you know that when you replace the W with a T in the words what, where, and when, you get your answer? Think about that. So what is it? It's that. Where is it? It's there. And when is it? Well, it's then. Isn't that neat? What? Hmm, interesting. Yeah, interesting. So, um, um, what is what is God? God is that. All he is all powerful. He is that. He's he's omniscient. He's he's omnipresent. He's omnipotent. Anyway, we could go. That could be a whole sermon right there. That's good stuff. Hey, look, when we get back, um, we are going to go into the good, bad, and crazy segment where you will hear Yvette do her first official good, bad, and crazy uh, trailer or intro or whatever you want to call it. We'll be right back. All right, so the good, bad, and crazy segment has is here, and uh, we're going to talk a little little news, guys. It's not news. The, the remember, the news cycle is twenty four minutes these days, so this is probably old news. Some of you probably heard it's some of this. It's fairly stuff. recent informational. Fairly recent current events. Fodder. Fairly recent current events. Yeah. Here we go. All right, so I bet you're off. The good, the bad, and the crazy. I might get some. Uh, all right, that was that was good. That was Can excellent. we do it again? No. no, no, you did a good job. <clears throat> All right. So in the good, uh, we have good news, and uh, uh, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp just put his unequivocal support behind a measure that would ban abortion as soon as a doctor can de- detect a heartbeat. And that is that's good. Finally, somebody in politics is stepping up. To One the plate. finally. Well, One. There are others, but this one's the most recent that, that I know. Good of. for him. He deserves a round of applause. Yes, he does. He does. Well, I'm going to do that myself. Well, no. Yeah, this one, yeah. So, way to go. That's uh, that's good stuff. Um, hey, also, um, this is just a quick note, but I just heard this, and it was kind of a, a, a quick thing. If you if you're using Google Chrome browser, if you're using a Google Chrome browser. Uh, you need to update your your browser like right away. So just if if you if you've got one on your phone and your computer or whatever, there's something like really bad that just whatever happened and and uh, so uh, Google's recommending and and I've updated all of my browsers. But just go ahead and do that. I think there's some kind of a spam or some kind of something going on there. So I figured I'd mention that. I wanted to throw a little technical support. Sounds like a virus, not a spam. Yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not a computer guy like that. But uh, let's talk about the bad. The uh, unfortunate, the Ethiopian airline crash that just killed 170, uh, 157 on board. You know, we keep every time we look around, we we see the brevity of life in front of us. It's constant. You know, you never know when you're going to be called. So uh, it's unfortunate that that happened. But uh, we need to be definitely be in prayer for the families of those who lost loved ones. During that uh, horrific accident, crazy. Um, that you had something crazy you wanted to you you you. you I was just reading about, and I, I'm not sure where he was, but a man shot his wife and the host and hostess of a party he was just at because 
He wanted to drive drunk and his wife didn't want him to. She took the keys and when he did, he went to his car, got his gun, shot her in the chest and shot uh, the, the husband and wife whose house the party was at and they all passed away. Mm. And just because he wanted to drive, like, I mean, I understand drinking and it would make you a little bit, not yourself, but to get a gun and shoot somebody, what the evil that we mm-hmm. see. I mean, things people go over the edge all the time, just like uh, uh, Watts. What's his name? His first name? Chris Watts. Chris. Chris Watts. I mean, how you kill your wife, your pregnant wife, and your two beautiful daughters. And then this this man can just pull out a gun because he wanted to drive drunk. Where, I mean, that... Well, that's not just drunk. Something's going on there. Yeah. Well, and so that's that's where we get this whole. I mean, we're born sinners. We're, we're, we're capable of anything. You, I'm capable of murder. You're capable of murder. I mean, we are. Our hearts are evil by nature. But Christ, Christ changed us, right? And even even as a Christian, we make stupid mistakes sometimes. I mean, it just happens. So, um, yeah, that is crazy. You know, that is nuts. About that. Um, yeah, another crazy thing that's going on, and I hate this, this, when the kids do this stuff is, um, the kids have found a way, uh, parents, again, we're going to talk to some, some kids here. Kids have found a way to bully each other on Google docs. So if you think you got your kids, um, all their apps and all that stuff under control and there's no chatting and, and no social media, uh, what they're doing, and you might be walking by your, your child and looking at them on Google docs and going, Oh, no, they're, they're doing a. They're doing a book report. That's great, you know. And you feel you feel good, and you're around, you're around bragging about your child doing book reports on the weekends. Well, what they're doing is they're they're um, they're bullying uh, each other, uh, or they're they're bullying kids on Google Docs through the collaboration uh, feature on Google Docs. So if I create a document and I want to share it with you, I can ask you for feedback back and forth, and we can text back and forth, and and collaborate on the document to working together. Well, they're using this to write, uh, you know, diaries and write uh, bad things about kids, and then not letting them in on it, and and having chat sessions about you know people, other other kids that they're they're trying to pick on. It's just a. But I was asking you, with, how is that? How is that hurting this this child? And you said because they can see it, but they're not. They aren't invited to collaborate, so and, they can see it and they can read all this stuff about themselves, but they can't. They can't respond back. Right. Is that what you're right. saying? Right. They can't. Yeah. They. I, I can shut you out. Like I can make you. I can make you a read only, where you can just review it, mm-hmm. but you can't comment. I can make you an editor. I can make you an owner. And so, but um, can you see who's doing it? I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I guess you could. You could yeah. create a fake Google account, and they would. It would be a fake yeah, name. I'm not sure, but. Um, and we were talking, and it's funny. I was. I was actually talking to someone the other day about about this. Is that when we were kids, you and I, when mm-hmm. we were kids. You could you could be bullied at school, but you could go home and leave it at school. I mean, not that it wasn't still hurting you, of course, but it didn't follow you home literally. And nowadays, kids never get away from it. It's on social media. As long as they have a phone or a computer, anything, they are constantly, they can't get away from it unless they literally have internet data, everything just pulled away from them. And yeah. if parents don't know that and they think that they're on Google Docs doing their homework. They don't right. realize their kid is being tormented. And, and 
you know, there's always the bullies have always been there. They're always going to be there. They've been there since the beginning of time. Um, but now it's just on a whole new level. And a lot of times what you see with kids is not only do they pull away, they have moments where they just they just kind of check out. They're quiet. They don't say anything. Sometimes they're I'm like. And so I think one thing as parents, what we need to be aware of is pay attention to this with kids and and don't blow off if your kid is quiet. Don't blow off if your kid is angry because something else is going on. Um, and I think it's hard for us, our age, you know, 49, 50-ish area, to really remember what it was like to be a kid and then imagine what it, w- what it would be like if you can't get away from someone who's bullying you or making you feel bad about yourself. Because mm-hmm. we've all been there to a degree, one way, shape, or form. Something, someone has made us feel bad. Um, and I think sometimes today... We have a tendency, we're so busy and we're doing so many things. I know I sometimes have been guilty of maybe blowing off things with, you know, with my kids, um, which may have really been something that they were really worried about. And we just kind of go, you know, you just need to get through it and, and uh, you know, think positive and, and you know, and, and we do say, you know, if you have the Lord in your heart and I understand you should have that peace, but it's still tough to be a, be a teenager. It's, it's tough. And you even see, I see adults deal with it. Yeah. Other adults, they still act like this, which amazes me. My, I mean, well, a family problem, member was saying something about a woman that is another parent at their school and how she is a bully with yeah. all these other parents. And I'm like, how old is this person? So sometimes there, there are people that never grow up and they, and you still deal with it. So how do you deal with it? and not let it get to you, whether you're an adult or a kid. Obviously, as an adult, we have better coping skills. As a kid, it's very hard. So just be aware of this with your kids. I think you just got to communicate with your kids as much as you can. Stay involved in in their lives. Ask them questions about how their day was. They may not tell you everything, but love on them when they get home. And, um, you know, we've got the the bullies, got the the ability to threaten us um, in every which way, uh, threaten these kids every which way possible. I mean, you've got... You know, you got it right in your face all day long. These kids are buried in their phones. So, you know, they're, they're, they're just, it's a dangerous social media. I, I said it before. Social media is, it, it breeds and feeds the, the violation of the, of the 10th commandment. It's the cesspool of, it's, yeah, of it's, our, yeah, it is. our it's world. Terrible. It is terrible. Just well, love hey, on your kids. Tell them how special they are. Even if, even if they're teenagers, when you tell them that they think you're a dork, uh, yeah. I hope that they really pay attention when you tell them how, how important they are, how much they mean to you. And, and if you're a teenager, if you're, you know, your friends always tell your friends how important they are to you, because sometimes you take for granted just telling your friends how yeah. much they mean to you and how, I mean, I told my daughter's very good friend the other day, we were sitting in the car and I made the point to tell her how much I appreciated her mm-hmm. and how how the way she helps my daughter and then their friendship and to see how they rely on each other and support each other is huge. And that's really important too. You have to remember your friends need you. Right. Well, get in, get involved in the kids. Uh, I'm not, not, not saying you're not, but um, you know, you got to take it. You got to, we got to stay on top of this, you know, and the Google docs thing is another new thing. So uh, ask your kids, Hey, what are you working on? Hey, what is that? That's a report. Okay, good. Make sure it's on history and, Check the collaborators. Maybe there's something on there. So uh, a little different transition music here, and I'll explain. Uh, I'll explain myself in a minute. So uh, we're gonna get when we get back. I got a couple guests we're gonna bring on the show.
All right. Um, that's a song called Church Boy by Eric Doran. He's a friend of Dalton's, and uh, he's from he's from my uh, my town here, and um, here in here in the Lincolnton, Denver area, North Carolina. Beautiful, beautiful country out here. You can look him up on YouTube. His music, uh, Christian and upbeat. Want to go? If you want to go lift some weights and go run some stairs or do some do some stadium climbs, this is some good stuff. It keep you keep you kind of keep you kind of going. Hey, look, I got a couple guests with us. To, actually, I got three guests with it with me today. I got I got three of these three young guys. All these guys were in our <laughs> ministry years ago. One of them is my son, so he's been in my ministry my whole life. But um, these three guys have um, were part of a youth thing that we were doing on Wednesday nights, and we used to have. I think the head count total, maybe not on every Wednesday night, but I had a little. It was a little over hundred kids, and we'd have fifty, maybe. 50 or 60, depending each week. And um, we just kind of fed into the kids when they were young. And so now they're, they're grown ups going to college. And, you know, you got a couple of them back from college. And we're going to talk a little bit about um, their decisions for Christ um, and um, what, it, what God means to them. So uh, I got uh, Tori Haynes with me today. Tori, uh, how you doing there, Tori? I'm doing pretty good. How you doing? I'm doing good. Dalton, uh, Dalton over here. Dalton, uh, what, what Dalton's looking at me like, what do you want me to do? Tell, tell everybody you said, hey. Well, uh, hey, how you doing, everybody? Yeah. yeah, so, and uh, and also we got Josh, Josh uh, Thompson, right? Johnson. Johnson, Josh yeah. Johnson. Hey, hey. Josh Johnson. So, so, so these guys, look, I found out the other day that uh, Josh was in town and, and he ran into Dalton and all these things. I love it when this happens. Like, you know, there's so many kids, but you never get to follow up and hear the kind of like, what are they doing now? And um, so both of these guys, Josh and Tori, are both uh, interested in ministry now, and uh, that's awesome. So uh, I want to ask you guys um, a little bit about you know how you tell me about your decision for Christ and um, and and what your plans are. So so Tori, I mean, when did you know? Now you grew up in a Christian home, mm-hmm. so you kind of knew. Uh, you you heard the gospel kind of every day as you grew up. Um, but t- tell me when, when, when the fire in you, and t- tell me what God's d- God's done for you. Uh, like you said, I, I grew up. My grandmother stayed on top of us. Grandma. And um, I would say about tenth grade, mm-hmm. um, I started taking it more seriously. I yeah. expressed to my pastor that I was interested in ministry. Yeah. And um, like within our organization, the United Methodist Church, mm-hmm. they have uh, classes. That you enter in if you're interested in ministry to start studying the Bible and see what God's word's about. Yeah. So that's what she started me with. Now, what, what, did she, she cracked a whip too, didn't she? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I seen you limping yeah. every once in a while, man. Yeah. yeah so exactly. yeah. Uh-huh. So there's nothing wrong with grandma uh, grandma cracking the whip. Exactly. I like that. <clears throat> so um, uh, so so you're going to school now at Shaw. Mm-hmm. And um, what do you, um, uh, t- tell me what you want to do. Tell me tell me what your next steps are. So uh, next year when I graduate, I plan on going straight into seminary, pursuing two master's degrees in divinity and theology. All right. So you want to you be a teacher? Yes. Uh, so, okay, good, good. Uh, t- tell me, you were telling me about the challenges sometimes with, um, you know, when you go to a, a Christian school, even, even when you're studying philosophy and other things, you kind of got to get a feel for... for or things that aren't necessarily line up with don't necessarily line up with the Bible. Mm-hmm. 
Um, tell me a little bit about that and the challenges. I mean, most you, college kids, they, they get it. Academia is attacking God, mm-hmm. you know? So even at Christian universities, there's an attack mm-hmm. on, on, on the authority of God and the, and, and the Bible. So, so tell me a little bit about, you know, tell me a little bit about that. And you, I think you experienced some of that. I think, um, personally me, um, I stay open-minded, but one thing, um, one kind of rule that I follow is that I respect somebody's opinion mm-hmm. because to, um, just listen to someone doesn't mean you have to believe in what they believe in. Right. But, um, I expect that if I hear someone that they also do the same, hear me as well. And yeah. so, and then I also keep in mind, we're in a college environment and we're here to learn about uh, a variety of things. Right. And so I do keep that in mind, but most of the thing that most of the things that we study is, is Christian based. <clears throat> so what's the biggest challenge being a, being a student and a Christian right now? I think the biggest challenge is not even academia. It's just the environment. Yeah. yeah. The, the students, um, you got to be rooted because mm-hmm. sometimes you'll feel like you're alone. Right. But um, there's we some... know that God is there, but at the end of the day, we got a, a mission to accomplish. Right. Yeah. So sin presents itself, obviously, in, in many ways. We know that. I mean, that's what, that's what college is. I mean, I guess some kids sometimes feel like, you know, I got four years left and then it's a real world, right? So I better live it up and... <laughs> They get their, they get their, their, you know, their dance on or whatever they want to, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, so interesting. Um, so what, what do you, what is the, what is the one thing that you feel that, that God has done for you more than any, what's, tell me, tell me. If, well, if, if I had a knife in my back, right, I'm, like, I'm gonna put you on, put you on yeah. the spot. If I had a knife in my back and I was dying, and I just mm-hmm. and I and I wanted to know, you know, what about this Jesus? And I wasn't a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you tell me about Jesus? I think at the end of the day, he has never left me. I think so many times we think mm-hmm. that so many things in the world will satisfy us, and so we try everything, and life mm-hmm. continues to go on, and you try some more stuff, and life continues to go on. And so you miss out on so much. And by the time you decide to make a decision for Christ, you're like, wow, mm-hmm. look at all that I missed out on. And right. so that I think when we hear people, when we get advice, um, I don't think it's just somebody being busy and just wanting to talk. I, I think there's some real stuff there. Yeah. And um, I would say listen as early as you can. Oh, that's some, that's some good wisdom right there. Um, so, yeah, listen, listen often. We don't do a lot of that. We don't do a lot of listening. So, um, all right. So, Josh, Josh Johnson, Josh, you were uh, you were part of the the, the ministry on the uh, on, on Wednesdays as well. Yes, sir. And uh, you made a decision for Christ. Um, tell me about tell me about how. So your your story is a little bit different. You didn't necessarily mm-hmm. grow up in a Christian home, right? Or I no? I kind of grew up in a Christian home. Kind of did. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so when did you make your decision for Christ, and 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 what what I mean. What made you make that decision? Well, um, just a long story short, uh, about two and a half years ago, um, mm-hmm. before that, I was uh, two and a half years ago. I made my decision to follow Christ um, yeah. and receive Christ. But before that, I was really just living life for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived life in high school, just you know, searching for happiness, searching for something that was going to satisfy something that would fill the void in my heart, Yeah, you know, but mm-hmm. I could never find it. 
I could never find it. Um, I searched it for it in, you know, smoking and drinking and girls. Yeah. You know, um, but I found throughout all of it that it was empty. Yeah. Um, there was. One, how did you How did you know that? How did you know there was a there was a void? I mean, sometimes we just keep filling it. I mean, I guess I guess you get tired of filling it because there's almost like there's a leak, mm-hmm. a joy leak, right? I mean, it just yeah. keeps. It never satisfies, right? Yeah. So. Um, so basically, you know, my grandma, uh, my oh. nan, I call her. Um, hey, right here, right now, right now, we're going to do it. Grandmas all around the world. Yep. <laughs> Grandmas. Get you some of that, Grandma. Yep. That right there is worthy. That's the second time I heard Grandma, and right. I like that. So, uh, <laughs> all right. So, Grand Grand, tell me, tell me about, tell me what happened. Yeah, so one Sunday, um, she basically forced me to watch a Charles Stanley sermon. Uh-huh. And... And watching that, um, how did she force you? Did she tie you up? Did she, uh, or did you? Did she just say, "Hey, uh, you're not getting any of my uh, my my bake my, my pie or any of my my pies or my chicken pot pie or anything like that"? No, she basically just gave me that stern look and that was look. like, "You got to watch this right now." That look so, right there. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. had to. <laughs> okay. So um, yeah, I listened to that sermon <laughs> and uh, Charles Stanley. He really. Uh, spoke some that really like touched my heart um and basically what he's saying is like you're never gonna find true happiness true satisfaction apart from christ yeah and that day that was probably about a year before i truly gave my life up uh, for christ but that really stuck with me yeah um and you know that along with what uh we talked about earlier um in my in the wednesday group that mm-hmm. we had um yeah you said something that really touched my heart and stuck with me was mm-hmm. that if I died today, yeah, would I go to heaven, go to hell? Right. And I ask know, that question a lot. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it's, a good, it's an interesting question. It is. It's important. And, um, you know, that really stuck with me. I don't think, I don't know if I really thought about it, uh, much then, but when I got in high school, I really, that, that rung my ear a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, like the life I'm living too, you know, right. there's definitely a higher chance that I could die. Yeah. And yeah, if I died today, I knew I like I knew in high school that if I died I'd go to hell. Um wow. and I just you know, that throughout all that, long story short, eleventh uh, grade summer, um, I saw that, you know, I couldn't keep on holding on my own life. I had to let it go, mm-hmm. you know, because it was it wasn't bringing me, you know, anything. It was pointless, it was empty. So uh that uh, June 19th, 2016, um, Father's Day, I gave my life to Christ at wow. my grandpa's church. And uh, just been living life for uh, Christ since then. It's been the ups and downs, like really struggles. Um, but, you know, throughout all, all of it, it's worth it. Yeah. You know, even yeah. though I've I've probably, as a Christian, I've faced probably more difficulties mm-hmm. as an unbeliever. Mm-hmm. But it's so much more worth it. Yeah. So the ups and downs in life, that's kind of the reason why we named the show The Winding Road Home, because yeah. we're not home yet. We will be home at some point um, when we face God, when we pass from this side of eternity mm-hmm. to the next. But you're going to have your ups and downs, your lefts and your rights. And uh, that's that's what the show's about. you know. Yeah. So we talk a little news, we have a little fun, and uh, it's great to have you guys on the show to talk about your your testimony. And we're not done. We're, we're going we're to keep going. So you mentioned now the... Um, uh, earlier we were talking about uh, lukewarm Christianity mm-hmm. kind of you know you felt like uh, you could dip your toe in yeah. one water and, and you know in the other and we talked about what the Bible says about that um, and clearly um, in Revelation uh, chapter 3 15 16 uh, God's word says I know your works you're neither cold nor hot 
with that you were either cold or hot. So because you're lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. God can't deal with, you, you know, half foot in the world, half foot. He wants all of you, right? right? And the requirement is us uh, dying to ourselves. We must die to ourselves first. That's something that that people, that's the hardest part. Mm-hmm. That is the hardest part because pride is the number one thing that's sending people to hell. Yeah. They just think that I got this, I got this, mm-hmm. and um, it, it, you ain't got this. You're as small, <laughs> and I'm as small as small can get. We're smaller than a grain of sand. Um, um, so don't think of ourselves as any bigger than we should, right? The Bible says that too. Um, so excellent, Dalton. Um, so obviously you grew up in um, in in my house, and um, probably been a little tougher than uh, than maybe some. Uh, you know, I'm not a preacher, but I preach, and uh, I, I would imagine that Dalton probably feels like a preacher's kid in a, in a roundabout way, so there's a certain uh, level, I guess, of expectation. <clears throat> I've always been, so these these guys here, they used to call me Uncle Russ. That was kind of my mm-hmm. thing, you know, the, so I don't know who called me Uncle Russ first. <laughs> I think it was Cameron. I think Cameron called me yeah, Uncle Russ, so. and then other guys started calling me Uncle and then the next thing I know, I'm Uncle Russ. Well, that was my ministry that's my relationship name to to the guys, right? And these are the these are some of the guys. You know, there's tons of them out there, but um, from the from the from the group. But so you were Uncle Russ's dad, so you couldn't. Did you feel like you couldn't get in, you couldn't get in trouble? Uh, or you're Uncle Russ's son? I'm sorry, I'm your dad, right? All right, so let me get this right. You ain't got no kids, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to keep you, try to keep you straight. You know what I'm saying? All right. I was, I was, uh, you don't have any kids, right? Yeah. So you're Uncle Russ's son. So tell me what it was like being Uncle Russ's son. Um, and tell me, tell me what, tell me what it's like to be to be a Christian in in a, in a crazy world. You're 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 a college guy too. Yeah. Um. I mean, being your son wasn't like you know anything that was like stressful or whatever. I mean, I guess there was a little bit. Uh, a little bit of a different level of uh, what people expected out of you, um, just like in the community, just kind of knowing, knowing you, and kind of like knowing our backgrounds. And um, but but I'm, not, but I'm not perfect either. But go ahead. Yeah, but um, but it really wasn't that bad because so many people were involved when we were younger with the ministry and everything that you know everybody was around it. Right. You know, you know, I was mostly around people on the football team. Right. And so, um. You know, and, you know, there were always Wednesday nights there, you know, so it, I mean, it really wasn't like, you know, I can't say I've had a, you know, this, you know, not like a big crazy story of, you know, being a I mean, pastor's kid and going through a struggle of having, trying to be perfect or, you know, being rebellious, you know, just because you got to be perfect or anything like that. Like, you know, it really wasn't anything crazy, but, you know, it was cool because everybody was involved at the same time, you know, like, yeah, all my friends were kind of on the same page, we're all going to Bible study. I mean, that was, you know, you know good times. Yeah, those yeah. were good times. Yeah. And, you know, but all the, and I knew those, those were going to end. I mean, because when the kids left. Yeah. I mean, we sort of, I think, I think a voice, I think voice box ministries in our ministry filled a gap that, that FCA, FCA wasn't really big up here, you know, yeah. and, and it was one of those things where we could step in. I was asked to do that a long time ago and, and it really created a, a neat niche group of guys. It was a, typically a guy. I think it was all sports. We just did sports thing, but 
We had a few girls that started coming in there. Yeah, and then the girls wanted to do it. Yeah. They, they kind of go like, hey, what about us? We want to do it. Okay, well, fine. We'll, we'll, we'll bring the girls in too. So, um, But those were good times, and, and I yeah. knew those were, you know, God does things in seasons, you know what I mean? And, and so, you know, you you and you and this is what God's do, God, got us doing now. It's a little bit different um, than the youth thing, but having the youth back as a first guest on the show is, is kind of cool. I, yeah. I, I kind of like that. You know, we're going to have a lot of guests. I've got, I'm lining up some pretty cool guests, um, in the next, um, few weeks, hopefully I'll have, uh, two pretty solid guests uh, that you guys are going to love. But, um, it, I, you know, I talked to you, um, was back and forth with you, uh, Tori recently about having you on. And it's just uh, ironic that you're in town so I could have you over. Um, but, um, it's just great to hear from you guys, um, and and I, I just I'm I'm honored that God would um, put me in a position to be a part of your lives, um, and I just I'm just grateful. I love you guys um, no matter what, and you guys are going to do big things for the Lord. I always remember this though: um, when you're pursuing even a, even a ministry call, okay. Because my 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 testimony is that I put football before before God. I mean, you know, I was I got as close as you can get to the NFL without making it, right? And um, so, but you can do the same thing with a ministry or or with a you know your pursuit of being a pastor or a teacher. Don't let that pursuit, don't let that become your God, right? Mm-hmm. So, so because there are, there I would assume there are some pastors out there that are struggling with. They like the they like to be up there, preaching. It it makes them feel good because they're preaching. Doesn't necessarily make them. And I'm not saying pre. I'm not not bad mouthing preachers. I'm saying that sometimes it's about the game. Mm-hmm. It's not about God. And we got to make sure that we making that we're making our pursuit about God, and not about the game. Not about the pursuit necessarily. And what's at the end? Is it for me? Does it make me feel good? Or is it because when I do this, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my everything I can to honor God and give Him credit credit along the way, mm-hmm. you know? It can happen even in ministry, you know, because we you know, it kind of makes us feel good. That's why you got these two different two different types of evangelism. Okay, there's incarnational evangelism and there's informational evangelism. The incarnational piece that's the doing that's the that's when you go out and and you do that that good work for for some some old, so the old lady across the road who can't mow her lawn and you're mowing her lawn for her and you're opening the door for the lady and you're doing all these nice things. Maybe you're taking some food over to a homeless shelter. Um, those are the incarnational things. And when I, and you could, even a, even a, someone who doesn't believe like you could, can do those things. That doesn't necessarily mean you're a Christian, but it says, Hey, something's up with that guy. Cause he's doing good things. The informational piece is where we're weak as Christians. Okay. So, um, 3%, only 3% of professing Christians share the gospel on a regular basis. I mean, so 97% of Christians are on the sideline when it comes to sharing the gospel. And so when you're sharing the gospel, you truly are, I mean, you got to check your motives, but most people who share the gospel regularly don't make it about them. It's a, it's, it's, they just know they're being used and they're not worried about closing the deal. They just, they're just going out there and just, just doing it because that they, they're going to trust God that God can use them in that moment with that friend or, or with that coworker or the other, some other student that you're talking to. So don't be worried about that. Go out there and share the gospel anyway. Um, and while you're pursuing your dream, you're, you're going to be a teacher. 
And I think you, uh, Josh, you, you're wanting to go into mission, mission work initially, maybe? Possibly. Yeah. So, I mean, that's excellent. So, and as a missionary, <clears throat> you're going to be doing the, the, the uh, incarnational stuff all the time. And I'm sure that when you're out doing mission work, you'll be also sharing the gospel with people yeah. too. So if you're out there in Africa, I think you're going to South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll be, you know, helping out with a project, maybe a building, build, putting some roof tiles up or whatever. And, you know, you're working with a, a local from South Africa and maybe you're talking to them about Jesus. I don't know yeah. how, how it's going to be set up, but there's always that opportunity for you to, to kind of do both. And right. if you do those both in, in, in hand in hand, um, you'll, you, you know, it, it's really cool how they kind of work together, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, all right. So, well, um, guys love having you guys here. Um, we'll have to do this again. We'll do a little follow-up maybe on your mission trip and we'll see how you're doing. Uh, and Dalton, you're, you're getting ready to maybe move on to some, some different things in school as well. So we'll, <laughs> um, we'll, we'll give everybody an update on these three later on, but, uh, really enjoyed having you guys again. You can, um, you can follow us, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Keep listening to us. Hey, don't forget now. I really, really appreciate all the the ratings that you've been giving us. I mean, and the subscriptions. I mean, it's been great. And I, I, I really appreciate it. I mean, that and I both, this is a, something that we have just been praying about. <clears throat> and we're just so honored that you would, uh, you would listen to us. So <clears throat> thanks again. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye now. John 317.